not doing it now. I'm just saying I should. Oh, so this, is, this is like a future thing. It's not yeah. like a right because this like, instant. I'm about to pop this open. I feel like if I wait too long, it might go bad. I mean, you basically need to drink it all. Unless you have like a nice like. Oh, I just mean in general, like if I don't open it now and I keep waiting, I think there's a, going to be an eventuality of like it's it's because how long ago did, did parents buy that? Oh, well, it's corked. So keep that in mind. So it's mm. going to last longer than a normal like cap okay. bottle. Right. Does that mean I can unbuckle or? No, nope, buckle <laughs> up. I'll stay, I'll stay buckled. Please, stay buckled. please do not unbuckle anything. Okay, Ooh, I'm still in. I'm in. <laughs> Welcome to the forecast episode 127. Forecast is a bi-weekly podcast produced, streamed, and sometimes released on Thursdays. We are a community of people who love exploring and discussing all kinds of things from video games and board games to film and TV to our everyday life experiences. If you'd like to know more about what we do, you can follow us at facebook.com forward slash the horizon FB, or you can come hang out on our discord, or you can check out our website at wearethehorizon.com, where we have a ton of original content for you to browse through. Additionally, everything we talk about is put in our cast notes, which, man, I can never say this. It's put in our cast notes, which is pushed mm -hmm. out to whatever podcasting app you are using. I'm Aaron, joined by a couple additional peeps. Alex? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Sheesh. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> what the Chad. hell was that? I'm Chad and very confused by why Alex is uh, sheeshing. Sheesh. Jake. I'm a zoomer. Uh, oh, jeez. Hi, oh, Jake. Hello. Caleb? Oh, that's me. And Owen. Hello, guys, gals, and non-binary pals. All right, well, I'm going to start this week with a segment just because I found this really stupid list, which is 20 actually fun adult board games to play this weekend. Two clarifications here. I don't know what adult board games means in their context. <laughs> and, and what is actually fun? Are they saying board games are not actually fun in okay, quotations? So most of those board games are like for nerds. They're like dumb. You gotta oh, like roll oh, the dice, nerds, okay, and there's like okay. stats. Blame. Ugh. Got you, got you, got you, got you. Okay, maybe right, maybe somebody's go. like, "Hey, you want to play a board game?" And they're thinking, "Ugh, Monopoly." I'm gonna make a list of actually fun board games. Oh well, then buckle well, up. If yeah, that's I what feel you're like Monopoly's thinking. gonna be on this list. Here we go, and I'm just gonna go through these rather quickly. Number Do one, it. backgammon. Yeah. Number two, yeah, tic tac toe. Oh, <laughs> really? we can stop there. Like that's wow. That's in the list. We've done it. We found it. Number three, marbled stone stacking game, which is just Sorry, a marble what? version of Jenga. Oh, of course it is. Because why not? <laughs> That's so yeah. Number four, Scrabble, a deluxe Scrabble and Monopoly set. Two in one. You can't have two or one entry. Yeah, that's not fair. You know, they put Monopoly on, on the some list. Site so. That's, that's like a not, this isn't a real article. I don't know because here's what happens: we for. we get to four, like and then we get five, and it's like yeah, pandemic. And I'm like, oh, huh? Oh, okay. okay. Can I like actively sure. be offended and like start a movement about this list? <laughs> you can you you can do whatever you want. I mean, you just right. take it for what it's worth. Here, I mean, I'm just reading these off. This I hate board games, thing. and like I know this is wrong. 
Pick All right, up no, that's the man. Okay. Up next Pick is actually, solve the game. Yeah. actually curious card da- card game, Curiosity Edition. Don't even know what that is. Anybody? No, you don't know what okay. that is? Oh, come on. Uh, number seven, Pantone the game, because yep, people yeah. love colors. Number eight, Black Card Revoked. Oh. Mm-hmm. No, Nine, Discount Salmon. Ten, the Higa game. I can't even pronounce that. It's the word that's like Swedish for like Chilling. What? What? H Y G G E. It's the word that means like sitting in front of a fire and just relaxing. Okay. I know not of this concept. No, you nope. know not of this. Okay, well, you gotta go look it up. Throw throw burrito. Bob Ross, Art of Chill. Oh, oh yeah. Art Sick. of that's, Chill. That's fine. Monikers. This list, oh. this list is like all over the map. Yeah, this is all yeah, it really is. Fog of Love. Followed by Catan. If you want to get in a fight, you play Catan. Yeah, if you, if you want to yeah, yeah. literally get, like, just destroy friendships mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. or, mm-hmm. you know, just get in a fight with your loved ones, Catan is exactly where to go. Yeah, yeah. Verified, the party game for social media lovers. Mm. Oh. <laughs> Sounds real fun. <laughs> I, love it. I think it threw <laughs> us a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> Jesus. Uh, 17, Sushi Go. Wow, and yet oh, another good suggestion. Hey, all right, yeah, okay. sure, I yeah. guess. And actually, a good board game. Yeah, there's like good suggestions and bad suggestions. Eighteen for the girls' party game for those bachelorette parties we're all going to. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. especially right now, I'm going to so many. Number nineteen. Somehow, with all of the other things on this list, number nineteen, betrayal at House on the Hill. Oh, is that? And that, then that seems like it should be higher. Right, right. And then followed very closely by number 20, Drink a Palooza. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> drink a Palooza. Okay, drink a Palooza. list. Is that the game where you just to be. drink until you black out? I think that's what I think you're just, just going that. to you college mean Friday? tuition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. What a solid list, guys. I mean, give me a rating. Out of ten, what would you say? Uh negative four. That's at least like a twelve or a thirteen. It had to have been like all right. We need to come up with a list. Everybody submit your favorite yeah. four board games. It has to be, right? And like one and person actually plays tabletop games and the rest of them are like, uh, Monopoly, Backgammon. <laughs> I like Tic-Tac-Toe. Tic-Tac-Toe. <laughs> yeah, that is like the simplest solved game. I should clarify. That's the first move. You know what's gonna, how it's going to end. I was going to say, clarify it, that I the... think you, you win Tic-Tac-Toe in two moves. You either win or lose it in two moves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I should clarify that this is not any normal tic-tac-toe. This is acrylic tic-tac-toe. Oh, oh I take that all changes my everything. Yeah, Physical that's really fun. Pieces, weird, boys. Why does this lift have, have weird material parts to its game? Again, I think <laughs> Alex is spot on. on I, think this on was, I think this was five people who submitted <laughs> four things each. And one person submitted the colorful acrylic backgammon set, the acrylic tic-tac-toe, the marbled stone stacking game, and the deluxe Scrabble and Monopoly set. And everybody was like, okay. Was that person okay, just Frank. looking at like the Amazon Prime? Yeah. Like, they just searched on Amazon fun board game? It's, yeah. It's like, like, fancy board results. games to have in your modernist home. Yeah, cool board can, games can to impress my coworkers. I, can't, I, I gotta read absolutely. it to be more bad, more mad about it. You can, I mean, you can read this all you want, but let's move on to what's I mean, more important. You can join is, my cause. You, you can. <laughs> you can join Chad Scott's. Uh, let's move on to what have you been playing lately, and Jake, we're gonna start with you this week. I'm gonna start with me. All right, starting. Uh, it's a lot of pressure. 
so I've been playing, I've been getting into platformers lately. Uh, part of this, I got Super Mario 3D World on the Switch. Yeah. And I played through almost all of it. I can't quite beat like the final, 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 final level. Uh, uh, which level? You have to, it's the, the final, final, final. It's the last final. one. It's the last one. Final? <laughs> you have to 100% every level before it Ooh. to unlock this one. Oh, so like I oh. finished it and I was like, oh, thank God I'm done. And I'm like, you know, I'm just kind of like Googling about the game. And they're like, oh, yeah, that last level was really hard. I'm like, last level wasn't hard. And I look, I'm like, that's not the last level I played. Wow, I didn't realize there was unlockables like that. Yeah, no, I thought I was on that game. There are three bonus areas. I thought I was done with this game probably on like five separate occasions where like I finished a level and I was like, that's got to be it. That was like the lava level. And it's like, no, 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 no. It's carnival level time. And you nah, do the carnival you level and it's more. like, are you ready for the space level? And I'm like, OK, I'll do the space level. And it's like, are you ready for second space level? Though? <laughs> I was like, man, this game just keeps going. Uh, it ends up it ends up really fun. The later levels, I think, are really, really good. The early levels, I think, are pretty boring. Really didn't like them, to be honest. Uh, but they were really easy. So, it, you know, you can kind of just plow through those. And then probably like, I don't know, halfway through, maybe, maybe a little bit further, the levels actually start to get fun and interesting. Uh, but there's God, there's so many levels, too. Like, if I didn't give that away with how many times I thought I finished the game, I think I ended it. I think I currently have like over 300 stars. There's three stars a level, more or less. But still, yeah. it's a lot of levels. Like 100 um, levels. Yeah. Uh, and then the other thing I started playing was Bowser's Fury, which is the game that comes with Super Mario 3D World. Uh, it's sort of like a open world Mario game. Uh, it's, it's actually really cool. I kind of had low expectations for it because it's just kind of like a side thing that I picked up with Super Mario 3D World. Uh, but it's really fun. It's really cool. It's got kind of like a Breath of the Wild feel. Because everything's really connected and you can just kind of go around getting stars. And it's a lot of fun. I've been really enjoying it. And then the last thing I've been playing, uh, is I've actually been streaming this the last few weeks, is Corpse Party. It's it's like a... Uh, what's that program called? RPG Game Maker? Maker? Oh, Game RPG Maker. Maker. You're right. No, RPG okay, Maker. Okay, it is RPG right. Maker. <laughs> uh, it's like a horror RPG Maker game. And it's actually pretty good. Uh, I didn't really have high hopes for it. I just kind of like that kind of visual novel trash. This one was actually pretty good. Um, it's pretty it's pretty dark, like yeah. a lot darker than these kind of games usually get. Uh, I, I went through and I finally I got like the good ending. And uh, let me see, I've written down all the wonderful things that happen in the good ending. <laughs> uh, one character kills her best friend. A cabinet oh. full of knives crushes someone to death. A girl Ooh. gets exploded against a wall and her boyfriend goes insane because of it. Uh, wow. Five other people do escape from the hell death dimension, but everyone else forgets about the people who died. So it's like they never existed. Wow. It's a very unpleasant game. Like, it's very dark. <laughs> oh, dang, I missed the ending. Yeah, it's um, I mean, it's good. If I mean, if you're into that sort <laughs> of thing, it's good. Uh, but yeah, don't don't expect it to be kind of like a cutesy horror thing, because it's it's pretty it's pretty dark, pretty bad. Yeah. That seems it's not like, like jump scary. It's very no, creepy. Yeah. Yeah, no. One of um one of the creepier parts that happens fairly early on. Uh you like go into a room and there's nothing in the room but like a piece of paper on the floor. So like you go read the piece of paper and it's like, you're never gonna leave this room. And it's like, oh okay, whatever, the door's right there. So like you go to the door and it's like, um, the door's not gonna open anymore. Like that's not part of your life anymore. And it's like, oh, and like you go back to the paper and it's like, I, you, I told you, I told you this was going to happen. 
and like the door just won't open for like a solid like two minutes or something. It's very it's very tense. The music's like going. It's it's good stuff. It's a good time. Not a good time. It's a bad time. Mm. It's, a, it's an effective horror time. Yeah, that, that, uh, Which creepy, to Jake is a good time. Yeah, exactly. creepy scariness doesn't seem like it's in the normal realm of that type of game that you play. Normally they're very like yeah. funny. Yeah, usually usually visual novels are just stupid fan servicey garbage. Um, Except Doki Doki. Except Doki Doki. Except Doki Doki. Yeah. <laughs> so this That's is like the latter half of Doki Doki. Spoiler. This is the Doki Doki of visual novels. Gotcha. <laughs> Gosh. Uh, Owen, let's move on to you. What have you been playing? I've been playing a bunch of stuff. Uh, I picked up uh, Raji and Epic, uh, Ancient Epic, uh, which I have to say, probably one of the best games I've played so far this year. Um, it's phenomenal. It's it's amazing. I think what really helps sell it uh, is the fact that all of the game is based in Hindu mythology. Hmm. And so, like... It seems like something that if it was done in a different mythology, like the Greek pantheon or something like that, um, it wouldn't land as well because it's not nearly as interesting. Like you kind of like know the stories of the Greek gods and stuff like that. But a lot of this I was kind of very uh, intrigued by and I found myself kind of like stopping and listening to the stories because they are stories and uh, just mythology that I am not familiar with. And so I was like, oh, this is really neat. Like, a, it's very pretty looking. The uh, both they are just like two different sets of uh, art. One of which for the cutscenes, which is kind of like this like black and white marionette kind of thing, and then there's another one which is um, kind of more your traditional 3D platformer, um, uh, you know, uh, and just based in with uh, uh, like Indian architecture and clothing and art and so it was just it's very bright it's colorful it's very cool looking uh it was very fun to play i wish it was a little bit longer uh to be honest so that was kind of a bummer i think that the kind of the the action fight is another thing that i wish was a little bit more uh worked on since Mm -hmm. It, you know, it, your gameplay loop is pretty much either solving puzzles or doing that, and I kind of wish that either the puzzles were harder and the gameplay was, or the, you know, your your fighting was a little bit more um, uh, clean because it did seem clunky at times. But otherwise, it, I, I think it was a solid pickup. I'd give it like a nine out of ten. Uh, I think that the ending of this is something that uh, not a lot of other games do dare to do. So hey, check it out. Hmm. Yeah, I tried really it cool. out when I had the demo. I think. And I just I couldn't really get into the gameplay. Combat wasn't just wasn't really for me. Yeah, the the combat is a bit weird. I just kind of ended up button mashing my way through it, but yeah. I I was intrigued enough by the story that I just kept going. Yeah. Um, I also tried out this game called Hades. <laughs> oh, never heard of it. for what you're about to say because you have I guess right afterwards, <laughs> and it's really concerning when I see that. Yeah. Mm. Uh, I have to I have to say um. It is a very well polished and fantastic looking and playing game. Uh, I just really, really hate this type of game. <laughs> I I stopped playing it within about three days just because I felt like I was bashing my head through a wall and I didn't really feel like I was having a lot of progression. But that's also, you know, exactly what roguelikes are for. <laughs> so. 
if you like roguelites, hey, this is really, really good of those. If you don't like it, I would say don't bother looking at this game because it's kind of not worth it if you don't like roguelites. Uh, but at least it, the voice acting was nice. The art was cool. I liked it. But otherwise, I, I just felt like I wanted progression. And since I didn't have that, I felt like I was just kind of wasting my days. And I was like, yeah, I, I kind of don't want to do that. Um, also picked up and ran through Halo Reach because I needed to kill some time this week. Hey, it, Halo games are still Halo games. They're still fun. Um, also played some Portal Reloaded on the uh, recommendation from Alex. And uh, mm -hmm. I guess we'll have Alex talk about that during his section. And uh, the last thing is uh, Magic Arena dropped a new uh, magic set. Uh, so there's a, there's a new block of cards and everything called Strixhaven. Uh, it's weird and fun. Uh, I both enjoy and hate the new set because it has to do a lot with like planning what's, what cards are not in your deck. And that's that's a weird thing to think through. It's not just what am I putting in to win the game. It's also what am I putting in my sideboard so I can grab this later, which is things that you normally don't think about. And I both love and hate that. Uh, so, but that's happening. So, yeah. Is is the lore behind Strixhaven? Is that's where all the thirty eighty Strix cards are? <laughs> that's the reason why they're not out anywhere. I... Gosh. No, uh, the lore is basically Hogwarts. You, you, it is a plane of wizards and planeswalkers, and they all know magic and belong to five different magic houses. Five? That's innovative. Raven yeah, Bob, I know. Right? We added one. <laughs> Gryffindor, uh, Slytherin. <laughs> so uh, that that's the lore there, and uh, I, I, I kind of feel like they could probably could have done a little bit more with that, but it's fine. It does what it needs to do to get new cards into people's hands. So good on that. Cool. Caleb, what have you been playing? Uh, I mean, I played a little bit of Portal Reloaded, which we'll talk about. And other than that, I've only been playing really one game, uh, which is Trials of Fire. It's uh, a roguelike game, believe it or not. No. With, yeah, with uh, tactics, tactical combat. Like squad oh based gosh. tactics. Your two favorite things. It's it's pretty <laughs> it's pretty good. I've put like almost twenty hours in it. It's got Jeez. some really neat mechanics. So there's like a you can, you can there's like a main quest that uh like auto generates the map and, and various encounters and whatnot. And then there's like a whole bunch of side quests you can do, side adventures you can do that have like specific bosses with specific end goals. Um they they all kind of feel uh Similar if you like play the same one multiple times rather than the main one, which completely changes it. But there's like this overworld, you're walking around and you're visiting locations and you have like scripted events that occur and you can like make choices and bad things happen to you or you get gear or whatever. Sometimes you get into fights and when you get into fights, uh, you always have a squad of three that you start out with. Um, they level up as they go, but you're fighting three on however many. And the round starts, each one of your characters draws three cards. And then you can play those however you wish. Uh, the cards have like a value that you have to spend willpower to play them. But you don't start with any willpower on any round. The only way you get willpower is by recycling cards. So you have to choose to get rid of some cards in order to play others. Hmm. And you can also recycle cards to move your characters. Like there are some cards that just move, move you. And then there are some cards or 
you have to recycle cards to move otherwise. So you can move like two spaces if you recycle. And if you decide to recycle and you don't move and you don't spend that willpower, you instead get two defense for the round. So like you, your whole team takes their turn and the enemy's whole team takes their turn. But I, I just like I like the recycle mechanic because it's so flexible. You can throw out all your cards to get a whole bunch of defense if you don't have anything good that you want to play. Or you can like throw out a whole bunch of one character's cards in order to play a whole bunch of the other character's cards. It's really neat. I've been enjoying it a lot. The aesthetic of this game is weird because you're like inside of a book, but it's like well-defined, what looks like well-defined terrain. And then yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm seeing like the actions because you're like moving to- little tokens around the map, but their actions look like they're actually swinging swords or actually shooting lightning bolts or whatever. I mean, it's just it's kind of w- yeah. a weird aesthetic. It is. It's a very strange aesthetic. I kind of like it. Interesting, but it's the tactical combat is is pretty intense sometimes. Hmm. Um, Alex, let's move on to you. What are you playing? Yeah, so uh, Dota stuff happened. New new big update. They released another new hero, Dawnbreaker. Um, the anime happened, which got everybody hyped about it again. Um, so we started playing Dota again. What a game! Yeah. It's um, it's been rough in some spots and fun in others. Just kind of like Dota. <laughs> what does that mean? Uh, it's been we've had some games, man, where it's just like, oh, how did it go so wrong? I think we're why why is everybody an idiot? Man, I'm about to make a Brain claim dead. that makes no sense because I haven't been playing Dota, but it feels like we're in the meta of if the opposite team just picks five carries, everything's fine. Because uh, those are the games we've lost. That seems like games a fun meta. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, sometimes it just ends up being that way, just because the way things are working. Um, but <laughs> it's—I don't know—I have had a lot of fun playing recently. It's getting me like get me back in Dota vibes. Uh-oh. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And I want to mention the new player experience because I actually had my mom walk through it. Um, it seems pretty comprehensive. It's pretty cool. It it steps you through like a bunch of little mini tutorials where it takes you into the game and explains like a couple different things. And then at the end, on like step eight or ten or whatever, it has you play a real game in the new player mode. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where it breaks down because I played with her in the new player mode and we lost twice in a row against the new player bots. Which are just <laughs> brutal for some reason. I don't know what the deal is, but I wanted to bring up that Stingray guy that Jake talks about. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. He's on the enemy team, and he he hits like level thirty, like eight levels before anyone else, and is is like ta- attacking and like insanely fast. I don't. He just Thank wrecks you. anybody. I've been saying it for years. (laughs) And I'm like, why would they want a new player to experience this right off? I don't know. Because then I took her into just a custom bot match with easy bots. And it was totally fine. We did did fine. So I don't know what level they put them on in the new player mode. But I feel like they're just trying to wean out the just not good like people who aren't dedicated. (laughs) And they're like, no, no. If you're going to come play Dota, you have to suffer through the crap first before you get to like the point at which you're like, yeah, yeah. I don't want to play this game. Maybe I feel, they're I feel confident. Trying to like accurately represent how the game's gonna go. <laughs> You're gonna be like learning and having a good time, and then some dickhead's just gonna shit in your mouth for five hours or whatever. <laughs> I swear it's like it's like minute seven or eight, the entire enemy team like groups on mid and just snowballs 
and just wins the game. We we lost in like under 15 minutes twice. Wow. Mm. The new player experience? <laughs> yeah. Do they have like it's... bot settings for that? Like, can you change I, it? You can't change it. You just queue in a new player. What? What? Okay. What time have you ever played a game of Dota when at like 15 <laughs> minutes, the whole enemy team just snowballs down mid? That doesn't happen. Maybe, maybe it should. Maybe that's, maybe you guys are just like really bad at Dota. Maybe yeah. that's what it, it's teaching the right way to play Dota, which mm-hmm. is farm for 15 minutes and then just sprint down mid. Yep. <laughs> I mean, that's what I always try to get you guys to do, but then you're like, no, I'll form. And then I see Alex over in a jungle, freaking level 39, written like <laughs> 10 trillion gold. And I'm like, so we're going to team up yet? And then he's like, no, I'll farm. And I'm, almost, I don't I'm have close. All items yet. And then Aaron's over I mean, there like, Chad loves the D. And I'm like, <laughs> what? Uh, Okay. Oh <laughs> uh, man, that's yeah. Dota for you guys. <laughs> great game, great game. By the way, you can times. in fact reach level thirty-nine. Don't let anybody lie to you. Yeah, 100%. it's 30, been exciting with like like Aaron and I haven't really played for a couple of major patches at this point. So there's like tons of new items that we've just like never seen. There's a couple new heroes we haven't played with. There's like weird changes. Like you get a free portal scroll when you die. What is that? <laughs> you uh that's that's just quality of life right there. <laughs> yeah. You once you hit level 27, you can start picking the other side of your talent tree that you didn't pick. Like 27, 28, 29 and 30. So you can just be a monster at like level 30 or just walking over people. Yeah. Yeah, like Viper. And yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. like player, Viper. Right? Yes, exactly. It's cool. Pretty cool. Yeah. Um also Portal Reloaded like Owen mentioned. Uh, this is a fan project that came out on the Steam. You can just go get it on the Steam store if you own Portal 2. Um, it adds a third portal that is a time portal. So you, it's like if anybody's ever played uh, Titanfall 2, that sequence where you're shifting between mm. two versions of the same spot. Interesting. So there's a present day version of the chamber and then there's a version of the chamber that's 20 years in the future. So like some things could have changed. Like so this wall could be broken because of, you know, decay or like this panels at a different angle because it fell off the wall, stuff like that. Um, and you've got to use that to your advantage to make it through the test chambers. The, the third portal is not like a pair. So it's just a single portal. And when you put it on the wall, you can go through it and it mirrors the room that you're in. And it still has all the portal functions of like conserving momentum and stuff like that. So it gets used pretty interestingly in the in the puzzles. I think it's really well done, actually. Like the, I think the puzzles are good, hard enough, except for one, which I was mad about that Owen helped me with. I was gonna say there's there's two in general that I was just think that they did not plan for it well enough. It is very obvious that there are no hints or anything to let you know what the heck you're supposed to be doing. And then you're just like, well, this sucks. Like, this isn't fun. Uh, You're just kind of bashing your head against the wall because there's no hints to tell you, like, this is how to do the thing until, you know, like, I, I had to legitimately look it up, which I was like, this isn't a good thing. You should never have to look it up. But I think the rest of it, <clears throat> the uh puzzles are very... But I, I think that they, the puzzles are actually pretty solid. I think they did a really good job of figuring out like how to 
let you slowly build up your repertoire and be like, okay, if I do mm-hmm. this, then I do that. If I do that, then I do this. And then like slowly build up how to finish off the puzzle. Um, and I think most of them were that way, except for a couple of the ones in the mid and then one of the ones at the end. Cause you just never do anything like that later. And it just, I'm sucks. on the very last level now. So did I pass the other one that you were mad about? Uh, I are, or like, is it in the last level? I think it. I think it's in the last level. Okay. Was the one that you so, guys hated that one where you can only place a time portal inside a tiny room? Yeah. Yeah, that one's stupid. Yeah, <laughs> the dumb puzzle. Because they never like you never think to that you have like the solution. Spoilers is you have to put a different port like one of your regular portals outside and then go into that tiny room, put another one, and then you can leave. And yeah, be able to do time portals. And they never explain that you can dumb, do that. It's just not a good puzzle. Yeah. It, so I don't even know. Like it, it breaks the mechanics of the game actually. Because I feel like they had to customly script that room. Because when I would place a time portal in that room. Outside of that little room. The the chat box would be like SV cheats 1, SV cheats 0. Like it was turning cheats on and off really fast. So that it would put, place the portal. <laughs> huh. Weird. So. The one thing that I and I haven't played this game, but the one thing like when you're describing like the mechanics of the time portal that mm-hmm. was weird to me is when you take things from the current into the future and it just dissolves. Yeah, like you can't you can't carry yeah, so it the, with you. There's a couple of core mechanics. Uh, you just like it's just how it works in this game. And you just have to accept that <laughs> it may not make complete sense in terms of how time works i don't know i'm not sure but <laughs> may not basically make any sense basically <laughs> you can take an object from the future to the past and that's fine you've brought it through the time portal that works no problem but if you take something from the present to the future it doesn't work yep. because and it it explains it away with like some line about how you're al- altering the destiny of the object like you've taken it out of the space in the present so it doesn't exist in the future or something i don't know that, is, that doesn't include for your your own self yeah i don't know <laughs> I did because like, you're the one in control of the time gun, I guess. Yeah, I did. I did like how uh, at the end they kind of tied the game into the rest of the portal. Yeah, they story. They do like a little bit of story stuff to tie it into actual portal, and I was like, oh, that's cool. Yeah, because for most of it, it, it's not connected at all, and you're just kind of like, okay, this is just kind of some fan made thing, whatever. But then at the end, they're just like, hey, for the fans like this is how it's supposed to like tie into everything you're like oh this is neat this is cool um the other mechanic way like time works is like you can put portals in the present and they show up in the same spots in the future and then so like if you go if you want to place something in the future then go back to the present and move portals and then go back to the future they're going to be moved toward they were in the present but you can do the opposite where you move the portals in the future and go to the present and they the ones in the present were where you left them before. So you use that oh, to your advantage a lot too. That's cool. Just kind of, you'd end up chaining like sets of portals together through the timelines. That's kind of neat. Pretty sick. Um over yeah, overall I just say it's really good and it was only like I mean, I've left it open a bunch so I'm kind of off, but Owen's time says 5 hours, so it's probably about right. Hmm. About five hours long, twenty-five chambers. Yeah, that's cool. And it's this is an entire community-made mod, right? Yep. Like, yeah, and okay. it's free. So cool. Uh, Chad, let's move on to you. What have you been playing? Hey yo, I'm Chad. So <laughs> that's you. Uh, obviously been like spamming Hunt Showdown in Warzone, but you know it's nothing really. 
the shunt. We need down. to talk about any, any of that right now. Warzone did come out with an update, but I'm sure we'll talk about that soon. Uh, I found, not really found, I've, I've played this game before. It's called uh, Totally Accurate Battlegrounds. Uh, but I gave it another shot. I guess I've done a ton of updating it um, and uh, development on it. And uh, basically, if you picture their unknowns battlegrounds, you make it animated. You put Gumby as the main character, and literally, like the the person has no bones that you're using. So you're basically like flailing around as you're trying to shoot. Uh, and then you got the game VR. It's a s- kind of small map. Movement's pretty quick. Uh, but the entire time that you're trying to aim, like your character has no muscles or or bones or anything, so it kind of like wiggles. Like anytime you flick like to the right, your your uh, crosshair will like wiggle really hard to the right, and then like straighten out to where you can actually aim. Uh, and so it's kind of like a lot of jumping, shotgunning, you know, AK spamming, sometimes snipers, et cetera, et cetera. Fun, it's quick, um, and yeah, it's a, it's something that everybody should honestly try because it's. She's kind of hilarious. And I also... very silly. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, even if you don't like BRs, like, if you can just, like, get into it just a little bit, just to give it a shot, like, it's got some cool mechanics to it. There's uh, some things called blessings, so you can have um, different items that will, like, help you out. Uh, One of which is, like, 12% health on every kill. So that means, like, every time you kill somebody, uh, you now have 12% more health. Uh, And then there's, like, similar with movement, uh, and then there's also like uh, empiric blessings, or there's a, a blessing that as you ADS, there's like a beat that happens. And every time the beat like drops, if you shoot, you shoot like this really big flame. Uh, so it's kind of, I don't know, it's, it's unique, it's fun. It's, it's one of, it, it reminds me right now of what Fortnite used to be when it wasn't sweaty tryhard. It's just kind of one of those, you know, lax, fun. Uh, nobody like, really knows what's going on. There's not really a way to get incredible at this game because, like, you you're fighting against the characters' wobbliness when you're aiming the entire time, anyways. So what you're saying is it's like it's like all BRs before you get a bunch of sweaty tryhards about mm, you know three true. four months in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, okay, yeah. I, I mean, it's just kind of the case with those games. People just get really good at them. Yeah. Go. Oh. I went yesterday, I think, on like a four or five win streak. Pretty fun. <laughs> nice. Uh, I also, and this is kind of, I don't, I don't know why this happened. And like, I can't defend myself. <laughs> but I started playing Clash of Clans. Mm, New game. Just released this year. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I didn't realize we had a sponsor for this episode. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so one of my buddies has like 10 or so people actually in a clan playing this and you know they're actually tryharding it and uh, doing like clan battles where it's like 5v5 or whatever and you actually go against each other's bases and the other day we were actually in a call and they were like trying to do like a strategy against the other player and they actually like took a screenshot of the other player's base and went into paint. And started like drawing like where they were gonna drop troops and like what what they're gonna use when and it was over my head. I was like, holy game's actually not too bad. Like if there was no timers and there wasn't like the pay to excel feature, like <laughs> that type of game is actually kind of cool because you're just like building up a base that you're constantly like if it gets destroyed, 
it, it's just kind of it respawns it doesn't matter like it was just for that one pvp round that i got destroyed it, but you still have like the farming going on all the time and i don't know i, I go ahead I like the the worst mechanic ever invented for mobile games is time-based things yeah i don't yeah. that is the dumbest that like every time i'm like oh that app looks cool i download it and it's like I do a couple things and then it's like, all right, you can do this again in 16 hours. I'm just like, mm, nope, delete, done. Yep. I mean, I kind of get it though, because like it's a free to play game. Yeah. That what, how else are they going to make their money? I mean, all right, we're going to add some skins to the item shop. Like, how many people are going to buy the skins to a type of game like Clash of Clans in comparison to, hey, guess what? You legitimately can't build anything else in your base unless you wait 24 hours. Yeah. Unless you pay $10. <laughs> like it's so much better it's such a great marketing scheme Ugh, that's what it is it's a marketing scheme that's that's yeah. exactly what it is yep. i mean it's 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 a little sleazy but you know they're still around <laughs> mobile games for you yeah I forgot to mention in my section i also played some raid shadow legends oh god <laughs> the biggest oh. mobile role-playing game of 2020 did you play it for free Raycons now in? i played it with my raycons <laughs> I hate everything about this discussion right now. <laughs> <laughs> Just... You want some high quality, totally wireless earbuds? <sighs> so taking the reins back, and you know, it's my section. I also have been playing <laughs> Guild Wars 2. Uh, hey, you were out of one, so it was free game. <laughs> right. So uh, I've been playing Guild Wars 2, and I've been playing with my mother and father. They actually started getting really involved in this game. I know you guys heard that my mother was getting involved with MMOs, but my yes. father actually started getting involved with MMOs. That's an understatement. Started getting involved. Start, yeah. quote, quote unquote, started getting involved. Every time I look over a mumble, your mom's just in MMO life playing something. So we actually got high enough level uh, in that game. 30 is the level that you have to get to to play a dungeon. And it's the first like starter dungeon uh, Alex played last Wednesday with us. So it was me, Caitlin, uh, my mother, father, and Alex. And it was the five stack. We went in, did the story mission. It was easy. Then Alex had to go because he started getting yelled at by, I guess, Aaron and Janae. Um, oh, shit. <laughs> we continued, though, without Alex and played the exploration version. So there's two versions to each dungeon when you go through Guild Wars. The first one is the story. It's kind of an easy breeze. You go through it. No problem. You just get the story content. Um, as you're like leveling, you should do that story portion. And the exploration portion is the portion that you're going to grind out to get different gear pieces uh, or level up, et cetera, et cetera. Let me tell you the difficulty difference between the story mode and the exploration is like tenfold. <laughs> I had wow. to literally sweat to like with Caitlin. Caitlin and I are both 80. Uh, father was, I think, 33 at the time, and my mother was 80. But like, it felt as if. I was the only 80 in the lobby trying to like uh, clear it uh, until I started like really communicating with Caitlin and we both were, I was like, all right, I'm putting a heal down now. And there was like an AOE heal. Uh, and I'm like, all right, I'm putting a lifesteal down now. And like, I had to, you know, you usually play Dungeons and you don't really care. You're like, whatever, like, I'm just doing this. Like, oh, heal me, please. But you, we actually had to like, Caitlin and I get really in the zone and start like coming up with strats i was like all right mom you're gonna stand here all right dad you're gonna stand here what's going to happen is burrows are gonna come up from the ground you're gonna attack this side you're gonna attack this side caitlin and i are gonna roam and it was just like really intense 
And there's actually, if you guys want to go back and know one of my streams, it's in the VOD. Kind of funny. Let's mm-hmm. watch to it. Uh, I'll go here just last. Um, just playing two things, really. Dota, of course. Talking a little bit about that. I think actually, we, Alex, I was looking. I think we've played like six games. Whoa. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. That's a Whoa. lot. Uh, I did get to go play my Earthshaker again, which is really what I live for in Dota. Anybody who's got like a giant AoE ultimate, it's just super fun. And the sound design on Earthshaker's um, set is just pretty incredible. Like the whole screen shakes and there's so much sound when you all will love it. Uh, also played some Destiny. I've been playing some Destiny. Get back into Destiny. Destiny. Uh, yeah, Destiny. Well, Destiny mm-hmm. too. Um, <laughs> I will say about Destiny, there's, there's three things that I, I love in this game. Three things that are designed in this game that I love. Uh, missions that are first exotic weapons. Super cool. Always unique. We just played one recently, and it's uh, there's a lot of time you're in space. So they did a lot of really good like sound design for shooting guns in space, jumping in space, the mechanics of just moving around. Uh, they also had some cool like map traversal mechanics that I don't think we've really seen in Destiny before. Mm-hmm. Um, and then dungeons which are like mini raids and then raids, which are six person, like multi hour things. Those are the things I live for in Destiny. I think they're super well designed and I'm having a blast playing them. We recently started playing, uh, six of us recently started playing um, Garden of Salvation, mm-hmm. which is a really freaking cool looking <clears throat> raid. Honestly, the be- I think design wise, somebody has said this multiple times, but Destiny really understands how to do, or Bungie really understands how to do things with scale. Yeah. No matter where you are at in that game, what you are doing, th- like everything feels huge. And it may just be like a tiny part of the map that you're moving through. It's just very, very well designed, very thought out when they're when they're laying out a space, especially when it comes to like raids and dungeons. They like they just look awesome. Bungie's really good at designing almost everything. The only thing that they fail on is quality of life, and they fail hard. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Quality of life. They do. But everything they let else, you though. delete five shaders at a time at old. Dude. Yeah, oh yeah, it's so useful. <laughs> Hello, you. Guardian. You come and delete shaders? <laughs> five at a time. Unless you have less than five, in which case you gotta do them individually. That's right, of course. Brain the news is yeah, they're going yeah. away. So you don't have to worry about it. <laughs> See? They fixed yeah, it. They're finally yeah, taking them away. Finally. Perfect game now. <laughs> How many years so it's been. Long. Gosh. Uh, taking them away in, in like a good way into the though, unlike yeah, vaulting content. Right. Vaulting. They're taking nice. away your necessity to have to have them in Individual. your inventory. They're just yeah. going to be like unlocked now, and you can apply them at will. Have you oh, seen the people concept. that do the uh, like they set up cosplays through their shaders? There's there's like a community of people that do this that like they figure out the correct shaders and the correct armor pieces so that way once they like have it all lined up and set up it actually looks like a superhero or a character from an <laughs> anime or something like that. It is insane the stuff that those people can do. In the combinations of armor and shaders in that game is pretty extensive. Oh yeah, I mean like it is a lot, but it's something that I just I can't I don't know what it is, but I I can't unlock it in my own brain. Like I think about how like I was like this looks nice, this looks cool, I guess, but then yeah. I see like what other people do with it and it's like another level of thinking about what their setup is and I was like how do you get there from here? I oh yeah, that's know. not me. I just think about the like I find the pieces of armor that look the absolute most obnoxious. And yeah. I put the craziest colors on them. That's it. <laughs> That's all I need. I'm good. Uh, solid game, but you're right. Quality of life, not necessarily there. Also, grinding. Man, if, 
If you want to play high-level content in Destiny, you have got to grind and grind and grind and grind. It's just a lot. Yeah. I mean, if you want to play current high-level content, you do the pro moves and you just wait a season and play everything a season behind. <laughs> You're fine. Yeah, but I don't... Like, that's not even the high-level content I'm talking about. I'm talking about, like, master-level nightfalls where you have exotic drops every time you go. Uh, anything where you're trying to get the triumphs to get a little tag under your name, all of that stuff. I mean, it is just that's all it is. Yeah. is a grind. Like that's Destiny's got to be the only game you play. Uh, let's talk about some other things in news. Uh, first and foremost, goodbye, Jeff. From the bye, bye, team. Jeff. Mm, man, my name's Jeff. It's a sad day. Are we gonna, we're not gonna be able to, like people aren't gonna be able to make videos about. Like Jeff's someone, content anymore. Does someone want to say what actually happened? Jeff from the Overwatch team is leaving Blizzard. <laughs> yeah. There we go. Our That's friend good. Jeff is dead Yeah, now, our friend Jeff And we're died. giving him a <laughs> eulogy. We're real broken up about it, but we didn't open the episode with it. Yeah. <laughs> he, gets, he has to wait for the news section. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. He worked there for like 19 years, right? Yeah. yeah. That's crazy. What? He worked on World of Warcraft before. Yes, he was part of the original uh, Warcraft team. Man, I do, I do wonder what happens, or what happened yeah. rather. Uh, yeah. None of the articles. I mean, uh, they're probably not talking about it. Right. Uh, I, I'm sure it has to be do with creative differences for Overwatch Two. Like, what else could possibly be the issue? You think? I don't know. Like, it seems like he just is like, "Hey, I had a good run, and I, I'm kind of, I'm, I'm, I want to bow out at some point." Like, I don't know. 19 years what? is a long time. He could just be done. But also, like, Burnout. do you it's do a that? Time. Do you do that, like, before finishing up the game you're working on? Right. The <laughs> big new game everyone's mm-hmm. excited for that yeah. you've been the leader of. Maybe that's a problem. Maybe it feels like it's going to fail super hard. Well, yeah, so he's, he's like, get me the fuck out of here. Yeah. Sucks. And, then, and then it's just like, oh, yeah, it wasn't Jeff that messed it up. It was this new guy. <laughs> <laughs> he I came mean? in and changed everything at the last minute. <laughs> happened before but i think the guy that's replacing him has been working on the overwatch team since their yeah. start yeah. too it's some so guy named aaron so i mean automatically <laughs> game is gonna be gonna better ruin it. gonna ruin it it's gonna be bad if he doesn't say hey what's up guys this is aaron from the overwatch team Honestly, I think you should still say, "Hey, this is Jeff." Yeah. Team. Still Jeff. Just it would make he me feel better. That would yeah. be actually a really good sign, like a good way to say goodbye to Jeff is have their very first video just be him saying that. Hey, everybody, this is Jeff from the Overwatch team. Oh, actually, that's not true. See, you, Jeff. Yeah, so. I, I think it's it's really sad to see him go. Like he was really such a staple of the community, uh, and you know, really everybody loved him. And it's just kind of I, I I hope the best for him, and I'm very eager to see where he goes next. Uh, maybe he and uh, Reggie Fizeme are just gonna like hang out somewhere oh and just <laughs> well, like who knows who who knows. But I, I I hope that you know he he does something as great because he he just gave a lot to the wow uh, to the wow and also the Overwatch community. So mm-hmm. you know, here's to you, Jeff. Thanks, man. Also in big news. Um... Sony has decided to reverse course on some of their PS3 and uh, Vita store, PlayStation store. Vita? Closures. Yeah, Vita? Vita. 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 <laughs> vitamin. Vitamin. Vitamins. They, Vitamin. Yeah. Vitamin. A while back, they came out and they're like, oh yeah, this summer we're going to shut down the PS3 and, and Vita stores so we can like continue to progress and make awesome content in the future and the new platforms. And then everybody's like, 
why that's dumb don't do that and then now they're like oh okay we're not doing it <laughs> so i just thought it was interesting that they just like walked back their decision it feels very reminiscent of uh microsoft saying their console yeah. is going to be always online and then everybody being like what the heck that's dumb and then they're like oh, okay never mind <laughs> did you say not to do the okay okay sorry <laughs> <laughs> Did you hear how like how poorly they handled announcing those shutdowns? Because there were literally studios working on Vita versions of their games. Oh my oh. god! Who didn't know until they announced, "Hey, the store's shutting down in a few months," and they were like, <laughs> "Oh, I guess we're not making a game for it then." Guess we. Wasted I can't believe somebody so was making a game for it. Time. No, dude. Like I, I had heard there was a company that like literally like just got like the uh, the dev kit for it. Wow. Like they had just bought it from Sony. And then Sony was like, oh, yeah. Hey, everyone, the store's shutting down. Thanks for buying the dev kit, though. That was cool. (laughs) The PS4 came out in 2003. Yeah. Mm. (sighs) 2013. Sorry. 2013. Woo. Okay. Okay. That's much better. I didn't think it was old, but, you know, okay, whatever. I think that most of the outcry was about, like, um, preservation stuff like you're mm-hmm. just not going to be able to like get this stuff any anywhere anyhow anymore so in my mind i'm like okay so they walked it back this time but like 20 years from now it's are people still, still going to be like yeah it's kind of just kicking the can down the road right like <laughs> yeah. yeah i mean is really there... what they ought to do is just port all those games like make them all playable in the newest version of the store like i don't know how hard that's gonna be yeah i don't know but if they're... You, i mean you would think PlayStation 5 should be able to, like, simulate a Vita, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Well, that can't be that hard. Is that really the issue? Is, like, that you some of that content would disappear if they got rid of the old version of the that's, store, quote-unquote? That's, what, a lot that's of what people are complaining about. about. Yeah. yeah. Like, if there was a Vita-exclusive game that was, you know, like, download only, I don't know if that was a thing for the Vita, but theoretically, the, there would be games that you just would be gone forever. Like, yeah. You could never get them again. I think the end game solution has to be something like they just release, like they open source the store or something. Sure. At some mm-hmm. point, far down the line. I mean, you or think just once they like shut down the, for... once you shut down the store, why not? Right? Like you're not yeah. gonna make any money off that shit anymore. You might as well just say, "Hey, here, have it." I guess. Yeah. Because yeah. like yeah, because they stopped doing it. They put the stores up back up now. Five years from now, again, they're like, hey, ten years from now, again, they have a new PlayStation out. They're like, oh, that PlayStation from like a long time ago, we're going to shut it down. Everybody's like, no. It's like, I don't know, man. No, she. No, please don't. Uh, Let's talk about a couple things in game world. Uh, First and foremost, KOTOR. Getting a remake? Yeah, I heard. I actually just saw this article like yesterday. Knights of the Old Republic is getting a remake. Sick. That's yeah. the awesome. first one. I only played the second. It's so, so something exciting. called Asper. I'd never heard of them, but mm-hmm. apparently they've done other like Star Wars remakes. They did. They recently did Jedi Knight Two, Jedi Outcast. Oh, oh, is it is it Asper or is it Aspire? Just spelled like Aspire does make more sense. Wow, it's A S P Y R for the record. Yeah. Uh, so it's gotta yeah. be a spire. Uh, that's yeah, you're definitely right. You're definitely right. Um, but yeah, I thought it was interesting. Um, so that game I just mentioned was more like a port because it still looks like a fucking PS2 game. Right. Okay. <laughs> uh, but from what from what I've been reading, it sounds like this will be more of a remake. 
it's it's very vague like this news like just came out so yeah i'm I'm pretty excited about that hopefully they make it look better (laughs) a little smoother to play but you know still i thought it was cool yeah yeah that's awesome also big news at noon today actually noon pacific time there was some crazy stuff going on in Warzone for their seasonal change. Yeah, so actually, I forget what time yesterday. I think 5 p.m. EST, the first portion of the event started, which my biggest complaint, just first and foremost, let me just get this out of the way, <laughs> is I, I could not, for the life of me, figure out what the heck was going on with this event. And maybe I'm just stupid. I mean, <laughs> and, I, and I mean, if I'm stupid... The majority of the COD community should have also been in the same boat <laughs> wow. of not being able to know what the heck is going on with this event. Listen, if I'm stupid. <laughs> I'm just saying. Like, I, the thing is, is in, in what I'm trying to say is they weren't co- like clear on like when you should be on because there were so many different times. And like, I read one post where it's like, oh, you're going to be able to replay this event over and over again from this time to this time. And then I read another thing saying like, oh no, it's going to happen at this time. Servers are shut down. So this, it was just all so confusing. And then if you look at the competitor, Fortnite, where it's just like, hey guys, there's going to be this event. It's going to happen. It's going to happen at uh, 12 p.m. on this date. Be there. Oh, by the way, this is the next day. Did you guys know that there's an event going to be happening? Oh, by the way, huge countdown inside of like everything in the game. This is what's going to be happening. So anyways, going back to Warzone. Uh, What ended up happening is Warzone got overrun by zombies. After it got overrun by zombies, there's a couple different like game types that you were able to play. uh, One of which was you actually played while the zombies were taking over. and I think at the end, you basically just turned into a zombie anyways. That was your, like, victory. You couldn't, There was nothing, like, special about it other than, like, now you're seeing this place blow up. There's a nuke happening, and now you cannot play Warzone anymore. You can only play, um, there's, like, different game types called Rebirth or Resurgence, which is a smaller map, and it's pulled away from Verdansk. Uh, and so you were able to play that. It was at night, and you saw, like, off in the distance, like, the nuke, like, going off. Service updated around midnight, and then you were able to get on around, I think this is when it was like 3 p.m. EST, and that's when you were able to play uh, Resurgence, where you had to hold a position, and once you held that position, it gave you this cutscene where the nuke was coming back in time. So, like, everything was coming back, you know, getting placed back together, but then it shifted all the way back to 1984. So now we're playing Warzone in 1984 rather than the Verdansk that we have already known. Okay, so question. Where's Wonder Woman? Mm, <laughs> probably not, not in Russia. Big year for 84, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Big year. So yeah, there's rumors here and there about how we're going to leap forward a couple times. Um, since I think, I guess there's a new... I was listening to Nick Merckx and there's supposedly somebody who's new in development with this game. Uh, and so maybe we're like at a clean slate now in season three, and then we're going to see more progression of updates. Like, uh, if you, if anybody has ever kept up with Fortnite, um, they may have destroyed a portion of the map and like put a new POI there or, um, you know, shifted a little bit of time in the map. And now there's like a volcano that came up or, you know, basically like over time, the same map is just morphing. And so, uh, people are 
speculating that this map is now going to do the same thing where it's going to like morph here and there back to the time of the nuke going off. And then Alex suggested uh, when Modern Warfare is about to come out, another Modern Warfare is supposed to come out soon, right, Alex? I don't know if anything's been confirmed about what the next Call of Duty game is, but I would guess it would be another Modern Warfare because it's right, so right. popular. This is all speculation on this yeah. point. The, the the stuff about like the server coming up and it being 84, that's the solidity. The rest of it's just kind of going off and, you know, so pondering. We'll, we'll get like morphing map over the next like three seasons and then we'll have new Call of Duty drop. It's Modern Warfare 2 again. Uh, you get the Verdansk map after the nuke or something like that. Or like a new map entirely. Like you move away from Verdansk because it's nuked or something. Right. But go back to modern times, essentially. Right. That could be cool. So some of the updates that happened in uh, Modern Warfare. Warzone, sorry. I mean, it's the same thing. <laughs> but uh, one of which is like a graphic update. Uh, DLSS, obviously. But they're, they kind of made the colors a little bit more like a green and bluish. Also, you can see into the corners of rooms now. Oh, no more rose skin campers. <laughs> right. So there was a huge problem uh, pre-patch where there was just really dark corners and there was a skin that's all black that would just hide in the corners. And so like you would you would have like numerous uh, YouTube postings, TikTok postings, Instagram, et cetera, et cetera, of like, hey, find the rose skin. And it's like you just couldn't because they just you just couldn't see in the corner. Now, all of the, the graphics are kind of like, there's lights kind of lighting everything up, and the corners aren't as dark. Even though it's like a quote-unquote dark room, you can still see. Uh, one of the things that I started noticing was, whenever I was looking, trying to look up and at a window, there would be this huge glare, because it's kind of like the, the sun beaming off of it or something. It was like, if you're playing like a single-player game, it looked cool. Because like nice graphics, you know, reflection off the window, amazing. But when you're trying to shoot somebody that's in there, or like trying to see if there's somebody in that window, you wouldn't be able to see through that glass because of huge glare. In this update, I've noticed that I can see through every single window easily and into the rooms, uh, and so like nobody's really going to be able to get the drop on you just like peeking mm. through the window, standing there. So that's really cool. Uh, they took away all of the modern warfare uh, floor loot. It's only Cold War floor loot. So, yeah. I mean, it is 1984, so that makes sense. It is kind of weird, though, that you could still just have it, loadouts and whatnot. Yeah. But whatever. One of the things I saw just recently on TikTok was uh, Stone Mountain dropped, he, he opened a crate, got a loady drop in the crate, threw it on the ground, and it was a care package that came down. Uh, he grabbed it, and it traded his gun, his loadout gun, for just like a scar. So it's almost like even though we're back in 1984, there's something else going on where you're still able to get, like, it's a time jump almost with that crate. So you're still able to get, like, future guns off of floor loot. That's weird. Right. So, uh, gotta, gotta play some more. We were only able to play, like, five or six uh, rounds because every, every single time we queued up as a duo, it took, like, 20, 30 minutes before we got into a match. Servers were super yeah. botched. How and long did it take you to even get in like into Warzone the first time you launched. Oh man, uh, that was, was probably like, an hour. Yeah, an hour. Okay, because I think we we tried to start getting on like when the event launched and mm -hmm. Chad. It was actually a little bit more than an hour. I think I don't think you got in until the playlist switched from the event to just the regular map. Right. Mm -hmm. Crazy. There's, I mean, 
with a small indie developer, though, there's no way of knowing that that many millions of people would be trying to access the service at the same right. time. So. And that's probably why they didn't do much marketing for like right, this right. event happening. Right. So, like, maybe Not if a lot we of don't money. market it, our servers won't crash. It's <laughs> totally what happened. <laughs> totally what happened. It's almost like the number one BR. I mean, sorry, uh, the indie BR. Indie, indie. Yeah. Number one just indie. Didn't BR. understand that, you know, a, a new season would bring a lot of attention to their game. <laughs> Raven only has like a handful of devs, anyways. Right. So they probably don't even have, they like, they probably don't even have a dedicated server. Right. Open, right. You know, they should just... take notes from Hyperscape. <laughs> should they? <laughs> uh, last but not least, in game realm, uh, real quick, let's talk about uh, Nier. Is this. Near replicant version one point two two four seven four four eight seven one nine three. Yeah, you missed the okay. dot 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 at the end. Well, yeah. dot dot dot. dot <laughs> yeah, dot, version dot. number sorry, keeps sorry. going, man. Keeps yeah, my going. bad, my bad. Yeah, this, this is kind of more of a PSA. This game uh, drops tomorrow, so if you're into near games, uh, it's already got pretty positive reviews. It looks like. I'm excited. Have you ever played the original near? Um, no. This is this is it. Remake this is of it, it right? remake of it yeah oh this is a remake of that one okay i think this is the remake of i think near near gestalt which i think mm-hmm. is the original there were confusingly two versions of near yeah 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 there was near uh, what was the other one called is it just called near i think it's just I, called near it's what i see in the artwork it just says near i think there was one where you play as a guy and his daughter and one where you play as a guy and his sister guy and mm-hmm. i think very wow. important to make those two separate games. <laughs> yeah, the gameplay sure is so different. <laughs> Sister versus daughter, who, buddy? Uh, Don't even think about it. <laughs> Crazy. But I'm pumped for more near. Like Drops tomorrow. Yep. Cool. Let's move on and talk about some board game related things. Um, first and foremost, I just wanted to bring up we. I've been I've talked about Gloomhaven several times, but we finally finished the main campaign for Gloomhaven, and then we decided, oh, it's time to move on to another campaign and legacy game of course uh alex caleb and i own i don't know 12 to 15 board games that we've never played that are campaign slash legacy plus i've bought two recently yeah like you just bought a couple new ones Uh, that was super long list i mean why not why not add to the (laughs) list why not add to the list uh so we came up with this idea we're like what game we play next so we all kind of picked one game and then we're just trialing like one like the first mission of each of these games just to see how they play um, that's gone pretty poorly so far, considering we're now on four games somehow, even though there's three of us. Uh, wow. and we will be playing two more games, most likely because before we, we even like pick one. Games. No, it's not. It's just it's Janae mean, had to throw a wrench into things. Yeah, she threw a wrench. She likes throwing wrenches. Classic. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so anyway, well, like, starting... to be fair, we handed the wrench to her. That's yeah, that true. Was and said, you and said, throw we, this. We gave her the ammunition. That's correct. Why did I do that? I had nothing to do with that. <laughs> that was a mistake. Shoot. When do you guys start backgammon legacy? That's what I want to know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, only, if legacy. only if it's the acrylic back, backgammon legacy. Mm. If it's the regular, it's not nearly as fun. Yeah, it's not, it's not a fun adult board game. Yeah. That's the problem yeah. with it. It's not an actually fun adult board game. Yeah, right, right, right. right. It's one of those right. fake fun adult board games. Yeah. Right, right, right. Exactly. Yeah. It's got to be actually fun. Uh, all I was to say about legacy and campaign games, if you have not played one and you're listening to this, Go find a couple people and go play a legacy or campaign game. It will change your mind about board games in general. Meet They're excellent. Friends. Yeah, meet some like friends. Board games, yeah, in dude, case, it is a just great like time to get together 
<laughs> huddle around real close to each other within and just feet. touch the same stuff for a while. Be <laughs> get your vaccines first, man. That, that, well, that too. Or you could just play on Tabletop Simulator. Yeah, that's fine true, too. True. A lot Be of people develop those make games. it on Tabletop Sim, like some people here. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> totally worth it. Totally worth it. Um, so many people have downloaded and used that, never used it as a single person. It's fine. Uh, Didn't you get a takedown notice for it? Or weren't you worried you'd get a takedown uh, notice Well, for the it? guy who had done one previously that was garbage in comparison got a takedown notice. So yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah. well, I'm not going to put one up. I'm going to put that up there. Garbage. Wow. Garbage in comparison. <laughs> you got to name it something what? like unrelated and then secret, like post it somewhere and be like, hey, I know this is named weird, but if you want a good version of this. Wolf in house. <laughs> this is it, guys. <laughs> promise that's that's it nobody tell you know the copyright holder <laughs> yes no but that that's a good idea maybe i'll do that but now that you've mentioned it i don't know what i'm going to name it so that people won't know that that's exactly what we're doing because we yeah. discussed it here i should cut this part just in name it yep. not yeah. betrayal legacy <laughs> that always works <laughs> that always works uh, speaking of board games, let's talk a, a minute about apps because this has been pretty uh, substantial and important to the games we've been playing, a lot of which have very complicated mechanics, very complicated rules, and sometimes they have an independent developer that's doing an app, and other times they are just designed to only be played with an app, which is kind of crazy. Um, yeah, like Gloomhaven, for instance, I don't think we would have played much of Gloomhaven if we didn't play it with the app. There's the so apps, many pieces if you don't it have streamlines the everything so much. It makes yep. it so much more bearable to play. Yeah. Um, and then we just tried the the Lord of the Rings campaign game. What's it called? Journeys in Middle Earth? Yep. Journeys. And uh that game is specifically designed that you cannot play it unless you have the app. So they put the app on, you know, Android iOS and it's even on Steam if you don't have a mobile device. So it's so odd that it's on Steam. Yeah. <laughs> a little bit. It's cool that it's on Steam because I just went to the Steam page and was just reading reviews about the game. <laughs> Pretty neat. That's cool, I guess. But the Lord of the Rings app is neat because it allows you to like hide information from the players because it's specifically designed to be used with it. So there's like you'll have to do a test to try to pass something and you won't know what you're trying to get to pass it. So like you're trying to score, you know, a certain number of points to pass this thing and you're like well i could stop at three points but is that going to be enough to pass this thing i'm not sure i could spend this limited resource i have to increase it by another one but do i need to do that i don't know so it's you know kind of adds some complexity to it i feel like tana grails was similar in like hidden information type yeah as well which i thought i mean that's really cool because it's just adding an extra layer to it where you wouldn't be able to probably do that as easily with a board game that just had a physical book a yeah. physical, I mean, like campaign book i think for tainted grail it specifically doesn't include spoilers in the section you're reading it tells you right. to go to different sections so that you don't mm. accidentally see a spoiler and you know they're like because yeah, you can play that one without the app out. but it, it yeah it makes avoiding spoilers a lot easier if yeah, you just yeah. use the app hides everything for you it's cool, man. I really like the apps. Hey, man, Gloomhaven makes, especially. So much easier to play that game. You can play much more complex tabletop stuff much easier and like quicker and not have to deal with like minutia. The one that I like constantly think about is um, uh, Mansions of Madness and how they basically have a... It's almost like a GM, right? That kind of runs the game for you. 
Yeah, I'm not sure why they changed edition. that. It was so fun to play <laughs> with someone running it. Well, you spend like an hour hours. setting it up. Yeah, you spend yeah. an hour setting it up, and then three hours being confused about how that fucking game works. It's perfect. <laughs> Solid games. Uh, let's. Last but not least, let's talk a little bit about some film stuff here. Um, Shang Chi had a trailer drop a couple days ago. Yes. Owen, are you pumped? Uh, I am pumped. Uh, it just goes to prove that if you tweet Marvel that you <laughs> want to be a superhero, uh, you get to be a superhero. Hmm. Um, and you know what? I, I'm, I'm not even mad. I'm just so happy uh, that uh, the actor is getting to play Shang-Chi because, like, holy crap. He, he just loves it so much, and it is so infectious to see how much he loves being in this in this role and being this person. Like, you can tell he is just, like, loving this. And uh, I, I say, yo, props to you, and I'm excited for the movie. Looks solid. Uh, you know, I think it'll be solid when it comes out in September. So uh, hopefully it's it's good. Uh, I hope I hope it's it's good as it's everything else, you know? Marvel makes some solid movies. Yeah. Uh, speaking of Marvel's movies, um, have you guys noticed all of the delays recently? They finally, like, they pushed back announce or, uh, release dates for things like Black Widow. Now it's back in, like, June. Mm. Uh, like they they originally when they started 2021 they basically had a calendar where they had one release every week for all 52 weeks oh and I'm sure that they're still doing that they're just shuffling some of the TV shows so? around or something no okay I don't know I don't know I don't I, I honestly don't know because Loki was supposed to be kind of like it was supposed to be like Black Widow and then immediately into Loki and I think both of those things got delayed it, it is unfortunate and I will I will tread through this lightly uh, it, it is unfortunate that the virus, like, like their delaying of things because it's such a huge network of planning uh, mm-hmm. has affected some of the shows, uh, which is, which kind of sucks. You know, like it, it, we've 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 first gotten like a real taste of it uh, in the last episode of the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, because a character shows up and it's supposed to be this like, oh, hey. That's that person from the movie. The problem is, is the movie that it's a reference to is the Black Widow movie, which hasn't come out yet, but it was supposed <laughs> to. So you have this moment that you're like, you feel like you're supposed to know who it is. And I'm like, who the heck is this character that has just all of a sudden appeared? And then like, you look online and they're like, yeah, this is so-and-so. They're actually introduced in a movie that was supposed to come out before this, but it's now coming out after this. So it's a little weird that they're there right now. And you're like, yeah, because it just that that moment when you're supposed to be like, oh, my gosh, that's so cool. has just kind of fallen yeah. flat. And you're just like, who are you lost on you? Because there's so much interconnectivity. Yeah. So, oh, so you're starting to see some of the cracks in the wall there from that. Uh, but in general, it's kind of like, hey, uh, y- you know, hopefully everything gets back on track because so far they've done a pretty solid job with it. Currently, it's just the Star Wars sequel prequel concept. OK. That's all we're dealing with right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're counting to 10 via three, uh, three, four, five, eight. No, God damn it. Four, five, six, one, two, three, three point five, seven, eight, nine. Perfect. Perfect. Han Solo uh, movie. <laughs> I should also bring up, uh, we should, we should talk about this for a second. Marvel's potential to have a six hour long end game movie. But do you want a six-hour-long Endgame movie? <laughs> I I, I guarantee do. you right now, if we were talking about this and Derek were here, he would be like so freaking excited about six hours of Endgame. So Look, pumped. 
I love Marvel. I think that a four-hour Endgame movie was fine. I do not think that we need to make that any longer of a film. Weren't you really excited about a five-hour Black Panther? I feel like I, I remember you being hyped about that back in the day. I, I mean, I feel like Black Panther would be worth it. That's, like, such what? a cool world. Wait, but not Endgame? <laughs> what? Excuse I me? I don't know, man. Yeah, Endgame's a culmination. Yeah, it's just, I don't know. I we feel need like, the what are you adding to the two extra vision. hours? Like, what what are you getting out of that? What, what I mean, I had the same awesome. question about Justice League, and then I was like, oh, yeah, I guess you can do a four-hour Justice League. I mean, League. like, I think that you could add, like, you know, yeah, this character arc got cut a little short, and you could probably add more to it, sure. But I also feel like you Endgame is nothing but payoff, right? And I cannot think any other payoffs that they somehow missed. Like, what, you're gonna throw Luis in there, I guess, because he isn't there to explain Ooh. what has happened in the MCU until this point? I guess that's a valid point, because if you think about um, Justice League, like, the reason that the Snyder Cut is so successful is because the first movie's so bad. Yeah. That it, 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 it makes it okay to revisit sure. and it's be more a very appreciative low of it. Bar. It was easy yeah. to double the quality. Right, right. right. Versus Endgame, which already has a very high bar. And to think about going back and revisiting this and somehow exceeding that, plus adding on more time for people to sit and watch, that's probably pretty difficult. I don't, I disagree. I think because of how good Endgame is, adding content such as even more like backstory to why Thor is so depressed or, you know, like, Thorin uh, Rocket's like relationship or something like that instead of him just being like oh yeah he's fat now like <laughs> you know it would make it better alongside I mean I don't think anybody's gonna look at the six hour endgame and be like yeah this is definitely gonna top what endgame did it's just gonna be like man we get more endgame content like yeah, sign like, me up I, I say this but I am also gonna be the first person in line to watch whatever mm. like morsel mm. of new content that they give me like i would i would love to see any deleted back scenes you know any of that stuff yeah i'm going to enjoy i just feel like you know let's i i, I think that the snyder cut worked but i don't think that we need to do this for everything i don't want to see you know a, a director's cut of endgame and then a director's cut of this and a director's cut of that like it's just kind of like look if you've got an extra 15 minutes of footage sitting around sure you know throw it us our way we'll watch it but i don't think we need to go back through four hours like you know five six hours of content just so we get five minutes of new scenes with you know as as chad said you know of thor and, and rocket like i just i just feel like just give me that five minutes like put it as a bonus feature in a dvd we're good like supposedly mm. the original like director's cut was closer to six hours yeah and it had to be trimmed for theaters so I mean, the ideas could it, it might not be like a Snyder cut thing where he goes back and retools the movie. It could be like, a no, this is the original like oh, cut. So it's not like an expression of like what the movie should have been as much as an, it, like almost an exemplification of that or like expounding upon the concepts of Carolina because the Snyder cut, I feel like really pulled away and like changed a lot of the core elements of the movie. Right. Yeah. Hmm. Okay, maybe I'm not. I'm You're also out. looking at this from a Snyder v. Uh, Where the other director is? Joss Whedon. Um, yeah. No, no, Whedon is nowhere freaking near Endgame. No, no we're uh, saying no, 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 Snyder no. versus. Whedon I'm saying on the, the success of Snyder League. Cut 
is like Snyder v uh, Justin, and the what what Endgame is trying to capitalize on is just oh, you guys like more superhero, but like it's not. You're not comparing the two. Yeah, it's just in addition. Yeah, it'd be to. their movie versus their own movie. Still, yeah, the Russo brothers <laughs> aren't going to dramatically cut it differently or do anything. It's literally just going to be like, yeah, here's all the scenes that got cut out. Sorry, like True. you know, he, here's mm-hmm. that. Here's something that would have made the death of uh, Black Widow mean something more. Here's more of what the hell uh, you know this character was doing while everyone else was around doing other stuff. Like here's here's what, what Hawkeye if- was up to for you know 15 minutes. So it's like a three-hour movie. What if it was like two hours of additional context, but the last additional hour was just like purely adding to the final fight sequence? Oh yeah, my gosh. Give me that. <laughs> I will. I will one hundred percent say if it is all the new content is just adding more to that fucking fight scene. I mean, because that's what they needed. I, yeah. I I'll be very excited only if it's presented in two point three five to one ratio. I don't know. I'm, I'm done. No. <laughs> I, I, you know, I, I mentioned this to Allison after we were watching all of the, the you know, the Snyder Cut and all of the different uh, superhero movies, but I, I feel like one of the best things to see in a superhero movie, especially in the fight scene, other than actually being able to see the fight, uh, is when they do some sort of combo move. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, see, seeing, seeing a moment that either is being paid off or seeing a moment of like someone realizing like hey if i do this thing and this person does that then we have an even cooler fight explosion or something and i'm just like right. yeah if if the last hour is just that sure i'm in like i would love nothing more than to see that stuff mm-hmm. i would i would love to see freaking captain marvel come in and like beam cannon the vibranium shield and like somebody just like spin it around and wipe out a bunch of people with it like that would be awesome i could do with some more captain america milner yeah heck yeah i mean there was like that was a pretty short scene in in retrospect of him having that hammer yeah Let's extend that. Let's just have, I, yeah, let's like just have like, you know, an hour of just him versus Thanos and then him getting beat down. And then finally, the portal's open. Cap with the hammer's pretty good. I like when Godzilla breathed on, you oh know, the axe. And then King Kong used I that. Mean, also, to be fair, this is also <laughs> Spoiler a Spoiler alert, by the way. <laughs> I feel like this is also a moment that they can go in with, like, any, like, characters that somehow did exist in, you know, since they're adding so many movies and storylines and things that happen like pre-endgame should be like yeah just uh you can just stick them in the back of any of these fight scenes just you know give give the camera a little wave we're good <laughs> yeah why not uh last but not least in film um oh and i assume you watched yeah. the uh boston robbery art robbery miniseries yeah i did the uh it is it is fantastic uh of, of a, a miniseries so for those that that don't know uh this is about uh the isabel gardner boston art heist one of the uh largest art heists ever to happen uh in the entire world uh and it goes into it, it's a, a four-part documentary that goes into what happened during the heist and uh, the theories of what happened to the art, because still to this day, we have not found the paintings. It's like half a billion dollars worth of art, right? Yeah, it is an insane amount of money. Of, of It was uh, 13 pieces, 11 of them were paintings and uh, like artwork. And uh, yeah, it's like half a billion dollars worth of art. Um, hmm. And so like 
nobody really knows what happened to it and there's a lot of different theories of where it went and who has it uh and it's actually really interesting i i i found it i knew of the story previously um and so it was really neat to kind of get a more in-depth uh discovery into kind of like what the fbi was thinking during the time of the investigation um also the documentary uh the the director i guess does a very good job of kind of painting who they believe you know uh, has it or or what happened to the artwork uh they definitely seem to go with the more kind of glitz and glam uh idea that it had something to do with the mob and they kind of explain that theory a little bit of like why they think it's it's somehow mob related and it's actually something that i like I never thought about because normally when you think, oh, hey, I stole a bunch of artwork, you think, okay, what? You then take that to whoever's buying or, you know, whatever, and you sell the artwork and then you get the money, right? Like that's, that is what you think. Uh, But they went into a very deep dive of how apparently back in the 90s, uh, people were stealing priceless works of art because they realized that they could use them as bartering chips to get rid of their sentences for whatever their crime they committed. And so they would steal a bunch of artwork and then go do a bunch of crimes. And then when they get caught, they would go and just say, hey, you want to see that Picasso again? Because I know where it is. Man. You you knock out, you know, you know let's say I got a 15-year sentence. Mm, make it three. And I'll, 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 I'll literally walk you straight to where the Picasso is. Wow. And so, like, I was like, you know, I never thought about it being more than just a value money thing. And they were pointing out, like, yeah, this is also like a bartering chip that people can use to do things, either to, uh, you know, gain or use the influence of the mob and just being like, hey, you know, I need somebody taken out, have this painting, or something along the lines of like, oh, hey, I've done something bad. I, you know, clean my slate and you can get the painting. So it was very interesting to see kind of like the idea of the artwork being more than just cash. Yeah, that's cool. I'm always like weary to watch stuff like this where it's like, nobody knows what happened. And I'm like, well, what are you going to tell me in this thing? Like, you're going to get to the yeah. end and be like, we still don't know. And I'm going to be like, I'm not satisfied with the ending of this program. Yeah, so. I mean, I, I was very kind of bummed at the end of it of just being like, well, you know, who's got it, you know? Uh, so I ended up doing some more reading and I watched a, a, a couple videos on, on YouTube about it again. But it, it's it's just like a really interesting thing. I like these kind of true crime stories more than uh more than the the popular ones about serial killers and and whatnot just because it's it's yeah. not no, no one dies in this you know like i mean yeah they they mentioned you know like yeah this guy died of a drug overdose so like obviously he's not the one that committed the the crime but like you know nobody's getting weirdly beheaded and like awkward defily whatever fuck like it's just kind of like here's the mystery Here's us try to solve it. And that's all and it we is. Fail. Here's us fail. Obviously. Yeah. Somebody needs to put one out. It's like nobody ever knew what happened to this. And then they like make it seem like they're just gonna do the same thing like usual. And at the end they're like, but we figured it out. And you're like, oh my gosh, what? Somebody somebody needs to have been the people <laughs> that did the did the yeah, that's that's <laughs> the twist release. Just DB Cooper release. produces a show about <laughs> DB Cooper. <laughs> And he's like, it's me the whole time! I've waited for those meddling kids. That would be good. That actually would probably be the best way to deliver it. You just be the person. 
Although, who would possibly believe that? That's the I mean, beauty you got the of proof. It. You say it. You say I did all these crimes, and everyone's like, "Good one, <laughs> fucking TV, everything's wrong." And you're like, "All right, I guess I, I guess I get away with it. Simply, <laughs> I guess I win." He just pulls out like a stack of twenty dollar bills, and it like happens to match the serial numbers from the, the bag of cash that he threw out the plane. Yeah, I mean, I guess it's yeah, yeah, multiple ways. Uh, one last thing to note here. We should talk about this. Um, Extra Life partnered with DreamHack, and they are going to be doing Extra Life United, which I assume this is what you're talking about, Owen. Yep, yep. It's Extra Life United. It is happening uh, this weekend. Uh, parts of it start in tomorrow, or I guess today, whenever you're listening to this. Uh, but uh, there are a lot of different things going on. Uh, basically, DreamHack is giving away a bunch of money to everybody who wins any of these tournaments that are happening. Um, so uh, it's I, all in good fun. Of and just, by giving away, you mean giving it to Children's Miracle Network Hospital charities yes. yeah. of that of that winner's choosing. Exactly. So, so they basically have fronted all of this money that will go to the Children's Miracle Network. And it's just kind of like a, a fun tournament of maybe you can win some of this money for your charity versus it going to somebody else's. Uh, I I am going to be participating in it on Saturday. Uh, I'm going to be in an Among Us tournament. So hopefully I know who's sus and who's not. Mm. I'm very bad at Among Us. So this is probably not going to go well. My partner in crime uh, apparently cannot make it. So it is just going to be me representing the horizon in this. Mm. Uh, and uh, I hope I can I can bring home some cash for us all to, to you know, give to the, the kids. Good luck, my dude. Chad, I think we need to warm up our, uh, or revisit our Rocket League skills. That's one um, of the games they're playing for tournaments. Who's Chad? Who's Chad? Who is who's that guy? Chad? Where, who, who? Oh, Chad! Uh, I, I, uh, I think we need to get back into Brawlhalla. Is that one? Of the, there's no way that's one of the games no. they're playing. No, you oh, just said Rocket League. It reminds me of Brawlhalla. It's, it's, it's <laughs> MTG Arena, uh, Rocket League, uh, Among Us. I feel like there is one more Fall thing. Guys and Fall Guys. Guys. Yeah, and then they're doing a Minecraft, uh, a creative thing with a bunch of like uh, YouTubers and podcasters and famous people jumping in and like leading teams to build things oh. and competitions in Minecraft. But none of the Minecraft stuff wins any money. Oh, yeah. Well, it was just like, we're doing this to be cool and to have something to cut to, uh, cut to when all of the tournaments are boring. Alex, I need you to go beat people at chess. Because I, you've been playing so much. I'm not good. Well, I'm compared I, to like chess people. I bet you could do it. You don't think you could do it? I bet you could nah. money. I bet you could do it. I don't think I could beat the streamers that were in the streamer championship. And then, like, the actual chess people laughed at them for being so bad, so. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, either way, uh, if you are listening to this, you should go watch the Extra Life United uh, tournament, uh, virtual charity tournament. Um, we participate in Extra Life every year. We love it. Uh, maybe some of us will be playing. Owen, of course, going to be playing some Among Us, so check that out. And we will catch you next time.
This week's podcast was edited by me, Aaron Juno. Other voices this week include Alex McCoslin, Chad McCoslin, Jake John Federkyle, Caleb Juno, and Owen Patterline. This week's music was again brought to you by Amer. You can check out his music on Spotify, or you can also check it out on soundcloud.com forward slash Amer. Additionally, you can check out everything that we do, We Are The Horizon, at our website, www.wearethehorizon.com. We have a lot of video posts as well as links to other content we've done in the past. We also have a couple new series that we've been working on, one for a custom Divinity campaign and another for a Pathfinder campaign that we've been working on. So make sure you check those out as well. Again, thanks so much for joining us, and we'll catch you next time.